more. Welcome to Think Eternity with Matt Brown, and I have my great friend T.C. Stallings with me today. T.C., thanks for joining me. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks for having me. Yes, it's been sir. a minute, man. It's, you know, we text a little bit, but to talk, talk, it's been a minute. Yeah, dude, such an honor to have you. T.C. Stallings is a former pro athlete and now a successful actor and producer in film and television. Who you know. Uh, he went from <laughs> football to acting when he landed yeah. a gig back in 2004 on Animal yeah. Planet's King of the Jungle a reality show where he became season two champion. And then in 2011, he made a feature film debut in a movie called Courageous, Mm -hmm. where he portrayed a memorable character, TJ. And then in 2015, his career took off in a big way as he was Tony Jordan on the hit film War Room, Mm -hmm. which soared to number one at the box office. And you were on all the shows talking about it. And he's continued to star in many other films. He's an incredible godly man an advocate for clean family entertainment for kind of standing out in hollywood and standing strong for his faith and for god and not compromising i love his passion and maybe that's something we talk about a little bit today not compromise in today's culture Uh, he's also the host of the tc live show podcast and uh, again a great friend author of several books but man so great to have you tc appreciate it man thanks for having me like i said the last time we were together it was just this I would say massive event on the, and the only reason I say that because it's so hard to put those things together. And so many people showed up. I remember the bouncy house and just, you know, there's all the, the, that was just one of the many things that was outside for the, you know, kids to play with. It was very well done. And it's just all for God's glory. I feel like that's, that's why he blessed it. And, you know, a lot of cool people, you know, showed up. I got a chance to meet people that I hadn't even met before. And so, uh, but yeah, so man, that was the last time I actually saw you in person. So it's good to see you again, man. Man, it was so great to have you at that. And I got the chance to interview you at that, uh, what we would call a crusade or a large outreach event that we put on in Northwest Arkansas in partnership with Cross Church and Ronnie Floyd. And of course, we had Lee Strobel there with us and Jeremy Mm -hmm. Camp. And it was -hmm. was so much fun, such a special time and really a dream come true for me. And it was such a privilege to have you there. Man, you're doing some amazing stuff. Talk about some, a little bit of your story. Talk about some of the projects you're working on, because I love seeing all the films you're releasing right now. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, um, at, over the span of, like I said, jumping in this stuff around 2011 with Courageous and taking off from there, I could literally take up the entire time, you know, to to just kind of talk about that journey. The summation of it all is just, you know, I, those for me were my story. No, I prayed through the calling of going to Hollywood for the whole purpose of just getting it done in an uncompromising way, which just simply means never leaving Jesus out of the process. You know, Jesus first mentality when it comes to the projects you select and all of that. And I just knew if I did it and I did it right and I did it real, uh, that it would just really drop this whole thing that you can't succeed in Hollywood Mm. or any industry if you leave Jesus out of the equation, just because people may not vibe with, with Christ or people who think they are will get upset with you when you do it the right way and it exposes what they don't know or just whatever makes it harder because you're showing that, hey, it really isn't okay for you to do all that nudity and cussing and all of that and still call yourself a Christ follower. It's like, man, before the CC guy came along, you know, no one was really kind of, you know, bringing that to light, you know, like, so people start to think that way, Mm. then you don't get opportunities. They kind of don't book you for things or cash you for things. So, so many people have had that happen to them. So I said, well, if I can go out there and just show that the world doesn't really get to make decisions concerning my purpose, God does, but it will require me to take some lumps out here. I'm pretty sure of that. And I got to do it God's way. And that was just a goal. And I did that. I was able to, to last out there nine 
years and Hollywood didn't kick me out. I left. Mm-hmm. And when I say left Hollywood, I just mean literally the proximity of living in LA because I live in Fort Worth, Texas now. And that was still, it's still, it was an entertainment move. It wasn't like, oh, they kicked me out. Because for nine years, you know, they never really, it wasn't a thing of embracing TC. I worked within their, the, the city and the state in accordance with God's purposes. I let mm-hmm. him lead me to whatever he wanted me to do and I did it. And I succeeded, like you said, you know, 2015, I wake up in the number one movie in America and I did it never leaving Jesus out of the equation. Mm-hmm. And that is, it was the springboard to keep doing it and, and to keep glorifying him with it. And that's kind of what I'm doing today is just trying to open up, you know, opportunities for other people like me. And uh, so, you know, you create, I created a training program, the Uncompromised Christian Actor Coaching Training Program, which is the first of its kind to help oh, others. I love that. Like me. Yeah, I created that. It's doing great. 60 people have signed up for it. And I meet with them regularly on a private Facebook group. It was 32 lessons in this course, teaching them everything that mm-hmm. I've learned over the years. So doing that and, you know, I'm, I'm on, a, you know, Vindication TV show. Um, I signed with Clearplay to be their spokesperson. Uh, Clear Play deals with clean family entertainment, you know, when you're using Netflix, Disney Plus, HBO Max, Apple TV, all those. And you find shows that if this cuss word was moved out or this nudity was moved out or you move out the inappropriate things and then it's actually something you can watch with your family, mm-hmm. Clear Play does the removal. That's awesome. And it, and it does it legally. And so I just found a lot of people didn't know about that. And through a chance meeting, I ran into the CEO. So I partnered with them. And then there's this little tiny little movie coming out called No Vacancy that is uh, coming out next week. So that's like the summation of what's going on without usurping all the time, man. But I will just say this. God is using me purposefully and uh, and I'm enjoying what he's doing. Well, I keep seeing you're on so many different shows and movies and you do such an incredible job. But you're an example to all of us, TC, because you've been very successful, right, in in athletics and sports and now in film. And you just have this passion to not compromise. And you say, no matter what, like you're like a, a Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego or Daniel, <laughs> where it's like, no matter what, yeah. even if it was saying no to opportunity, saying no to money, you would never compromise. You're just that kind of guy. You're so strong in that. Well, uh, it's a fear of God, man. It's I a love fear that. God. Every time how do, how do people get that mentality? How do, where does it come from for you? Where did this you know, incredible passion to say, no matter what, I'm not compromising? Read this. I realized a long time ago, it was recent, but it was a long time ago, like years ago, that people just don't read the Bible. And even people who call themselves Christians, they really don't read the Bible. And when I say read the Bible, I'm talking about the whole Bible. My family and I are now on our fifth year of reading the Bible completely all the way through each year. And the reason we do this is because we want to know everything. You can, to know God, you have to read the Bible and you have to read all of it, the Old Testament, all of it, everything. Because see, a lot of people pick and choose what they want to do. And we like to call it like buffet Christianity. It's like, you know, mm. you go to a buffet. I want the green. I don't want the green beans. Let me get the cookies. I want this. I want that. And you make your plate the way you want it. Whereas if God and scripture and all that was, was a buffet, it'd be, you have to get everything you see. You can't, you know what I mean? So there's no such thing as buffet Christianity, but that's what people tend to do. And that way you can form your own, way of doing it. And for me, I'm like, no, he said, all scriptures, God, breathe. we have to read the whole thing. And when you leave out, like say the old Testament, the old Testament talks the most about the character of God and mm-hmm. who he is. So it's not about like, we understand there's a new covenant and all of that. It's not about reading it to see how to obey things today in certain areas. 
because certain things are obsolete. But as far as the character of God, that never changes. And the Old Testament is the character of God and who he is. So you see fear God in scripture. And I'm talking about old and new. You see fear God and the fear of the Lord almost more than anything else. It is hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of times. And then we know in Proverbs, fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There's Proverbs 9, 10. So it's like, okay, where did I get that fear from? Is reading about him. If I read and I believe that I'm watching God basically say people, you know what, because you lied, you're going to die. And boom, they drop dead. You know, because you're watching, you know, God coming in the clouds and coming and you're watching how he takes people out like for disobedience and his holiness. And when you read all of that, you're like, these are the same pair of eyes Mm -hmm. that are watching me when no one else is that can Mm -hmm. see the history that is in my computer that you think you can delete. Like the things you can hide from people, you can't hide from a holy pair of eyes that determines whether you can take your next breath or not, you know? And so this is the type of fear that the Lord tells you you should have. It is legit fear. It's it's not the kind of like I'm scared of a ghost. It's the kind that that power, I fear that power. And that mm-hmm. is a great place to start. A lot of people, you know, say that you that's not what it should be about. You should be about your love. But see what, when we sin, that's our love failing God. We don't love him enough to keep obeying. And sometimes your love fails God. That's what sin is. You're not thinking about, oh, I love God, but I'm still going to commit this sin. Now your love lets you down. That fear of Mm -hmm. God is that backup generator. So for me, the biggest source of my holy fear and reverence for God is listen to him talk about himself, is getting to know him, you know, and case in point to move on with, remember when we were kids and this isn't about abuse or anything like that. This is about respect. When your parents say, if you don't X, Y, Z, then I'm going to punish you. You won't go outside for weeks or you ain't going to do this or I might give you a spanking or whatever the case may be. You only know it because they tell you. And then it's like, if you question that, then you watch them spank your brother or your sister or put them on punishment. Now I've seen it. So I've seen it and I've heard it. I respect that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to kind of listen to it. So it's the same thing. But if I've never seen it and she never talks about it, you know, whatever, I don't really have much to to fear or whatever. And I love her, but I'm still going to sneak and get my ears pierced, which I did do when I was, you know, when I was uh, 12 years old. So anyway, it comes from reading scripture and believing what I read. And Mm. uh, I'm not going to get on the wrong side of that power. After that comes the love for him and the desire to fulfill my purpose and some other things. But it starts with a holy reverence and fear of God. It just feels like there's not a lot of people talking about it these days. And I'm so glad you are. I think right. it's actually something that will fulfill our faith and something we need so deeply. The Bible says in Proverbs that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, is the beginning of wisdom. You, that's the starting block. And so we need this to grow in God, to grow in our faith and to experience the incredible fulfillment and deep connection to him is not just the love. You know, but the holiness of God as well. We're missing that balance, man. We're so I'm glad I, you're I, talking about it. Yeah. Let me ask you about this because I love that you talked about clear play, and it just feels like like what is your perspective on? It feels like media. When you look at Disney, when you look at Netflix, they've gotten so bad. Like some of the stuff they're putting is, it was already bad, but it's getting like increasingly wicked. What do Christians do? What? Do, how do we need to respond? Right. Where do we draw lines? Because here's the deal. You can't take in junk all day from all this Hollywood media and all this secular media 
and expect that you're going to like not be affected, right? So we got to be careful. I We used to have this little block on our TV when we were younger. And by the way, we didn't have a TV till we were a little bit older. My parents <laughs> just for some reason did that. But it said, watch what you watch. Yeah. You know, and uh, it was a good reminder to be careful. Yeah. We, we got to be careful what we what we put into our souls, what we put into our lives. Yeah. And so, TC, what would you say to believers? What would you say to our listener who wants to love God, who wants to fear God about their entertainment? Well, what I would say is too, the one thing I will push back on is, is I don't see, you know, the streaming services as inherently evil at all. I don't. And this is what this is what I will tell you, because I made a documentary called 24 Counter, the story behind the run. It's my testimony of how Jesus completely changed my life. And I, I made that during the pandemic. Well, that's on Amazon. And if I had the connections, I would get it on Netflix and I would get it on all the other places so that people can see it. So the reason I say that is because to answer your question, because I, I know what you're getting at, but I'm just like, on the whole, every pocket of, of entertainment is all the same. Meaning you're going to have your, it reminds me of neighborhoods. You're going to have your good uh, parts. You're going to have your sinful, wicked parts like you talk about. Then you're going to have you know shows and things that fall somewhere in between. You know, And then what we have to do is have the governing body behind the choices we make. Netflix, Disney Plus, all those places, they don't force you to watch the trash. The Christian chooses it. You know, just as much as you can pick to watch a dirty show, you can watch a clean. And that's why the other problem that I have with the way that people depict Hollywood. See, when you say Hollywood is evil, not you, just you in general people. Well, TC worked out there. So what, I'm evil? And by the way, I've met, I've ran into a bunch of people that are there that you don't know, that you won't hear their names, that they are banging out clean content. Guess where they live? Hollywood. Guess where their studios are? Hollywood. Guess how TC became an actor that was able to get to the point of 2015, becoming the number one actor in the number one movie in America for a short time. How did I get there? My agent. Guess who my agent was? A Christian. Guess where her agency was? Christian agency. Where is her base? Her base is just outside Universal Studios. Where is that? Hollywood. We make this big mistake of lumping Hollywood, everyone mm -hmm. in to this thing where Hollywood's evil. We're against Hollywood. Biggest mistake that we make. And that's why our ministry fails in Hollywood because there are so many people out there that are actually trying to do the right stuff. By the way, why do we act like we've never seen a clean movie in Hollywood? We have. But you bring so much attention to the dirt. Hmm. Highlight the good hmm. in Hollywood because it is there. And this is the this is what I mean by there's no balance. It's just there's this all we focus all everybody want credit for. And they think it looks cool to run out there with picketing and all these different things or whatever. And it's one of the only places that we do that when it comes to a mission field. If you really believe that Hollywood wow. is a place where people don't know Jesus then why would you go out there like that? When you go on mission trips to Peru and China or other different, I'm just naming places, don't take me literally, but just different places where you go and do, you don't run out there. You've already got your picket signs made and you get off the plane picketing about, you don't know Jesus, you're going to hell and this is, this is, because they're over there worshiping other gods, idolatry. All, no, you go over there with all this love and you want to have a meal with them and you want to sit down with them and you want to tell them about Jesus. Oh, but Hollywood, no. Because it's the cool thing to do is to go down there and do all of this. 
But what you don't realize is there are a bunch of people that would be hungry for it if you actually went out there and leave your signs at home, take your heart with you and say, hey, there's a coffee shop right down the street. You know, would you like to come and have a chat? And you go and you love on them the same way you do when you go to these other countries. Mm-hmm. And but that's not what we do, you know, because that's not the cool thing to do. You don't get a lot of like religious credit for doing that. When, and when it comes to Hollywood, the cool thing to do is a bang at them. But I was there. So I have the uh, credibility to be able to tell you, you have no idea how many people are there trying to honor God. Mm-hmm. But it's just overshadowed by what we tend to focus on. By the way, so many Christians do a better job at supporting the garbage than they support the struggling person that's trying to honor God. Because I know a lot of Christians that show up at concerts and comedy shows of people where their content is really terrible, but then want to turn around and, and then become the religious. All you are is Pharisees when you do that. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So that's what it really comes down to. So when it comes down to you, this is what I will tell you. You got to use the Bible as your authority and basically say, I'm not going to watch anything that I couldn't watch if Jesus was watching it with me. And I'm not an idiot. I do realize there are some movies that are excellent, right? But some words and some scenes mess it up. And you're like, dang, I couldn't watch this if Jesus was here. You brought up clear play and, that, and ain't, this ain't even a shameless plug. I'm just telling you why I use it for that. Because I think it's I a now, great tool for people. Yeah, like, people I, need to know about it. But, the, but to your point, the effort to actually get that done. So a lot of Christians just say, forget it. I love the superhero movies, so I'm going to watch it. But for us, we're just like, if we can't get it to where it will be something that God would approve of, I'm not going to watch it. Clear Play allows me to watch so much of my favorite stuff that's done in Hollywood. Hollywood does good work. They just don't do work for Christians. So Clear Play mm-hmm. helps me design it in such a way where me as a believer, I can watch it. So my advice to Christians is set your standard as one to, that pleases God. And then use tools that allow you to entertain yourself in a God honoring way, then you're good to go. You know, that's how that's how you do. So you go to Netflix, ignore the trash, ignore the garbage, look for clean, wholesome stuff and watch it. In fact, if you do that, they will get more of it, by the way, Hmm. you know, because it is there. It's not like everything there is trash, you know. So that's what I would tell. Just let, let the Lord be your guide and entertain yourself in such a way as you would if Jesus showed up. You know, and then you'd be you'd be good to go. So that's what me and my family does. That's great wisdom. Thanks for sharing that, TC. Hey, before I let you go, share a little bit about this No Vacancy movie. I mean, the stuff that you're posting from it looks so good. And of course, when people are listening to this, it may not be, it will probably be after the release, but share a little bit about this show that you've been working on. I'm so excited, man. Uh, the role of a lifetime for me, because, you know, up until so like when I first did when I first did War Room was like the, the most challenging role I had up until that point in 2015. So then you get this this feeling of, boy, these are the type of roles I want from now on. Like not these little easy roles like I want I want roles that stretch me all out of shape. So then you get my brother's keeper where I had to play the soldier with PTSD that stressed me all out of shape. Then it's like, okay, so what now? Like you're getting these roles that are like, you're playing different people. You have to take on personas that you've never taken on before, like a person with PTSD and you're this soldier and all of that. Well, then now you get the chance to play a real person. That, like people know the person that I'm playing. People love the person that I'm playing. 
And I've seen other people in Hollywood get a chance to do this. And I've always admired the challenge that it must have been. And, and like I said, I don't I don't have connection with these people. I'm just giving examples because I think people may have seen it. But like uh, Jamie Foxx played Ray Charles. I hate to say this name because I know what people are going to think of, but it's just I'm thinking of something else. Will Smith, <laughs> who played Ali, like those are challenging. And so I've always like, gosh, that'd be cool. I wonder who I would. And I end up getting to play a character. You're not going to know him, but I'm telling you, he's a hero. And I know Jesus knows him. Cecil Johnson, who's a real person, that life was completely in the gutter. The man didn't even want to live anymore. And he ends up getting his life completely changed by somebody that was just looking to serve the homeless and a mm. church that was looking to do something in their community. Mm. And he he not only changes his life, but he ends up becoming the first Black pastor at this church and starts to lead a, a rehabilitation program designed to help people like him. He was like, he was like the, I don't want to say guinea pig, but he was like the, the catalyst for it. And so this the movie No Vacancy is tells this story of how this all got going to where the church wanted to buy a motel and the city didn't want them to do it because this motel sits right in the city. It's a small city. And now you're going to bring all this homeless attention to it. And they got this mentality where it's like, if you feed one straight cat, you're going to get like 50, 60 of them. And that's kind of mm-hmm. how they treated the homeless in this community. But this church wanted to do something different. So the uh-huh. story is about my character's story, his transformation, the pastor and his faith and how they pull this all together in terms of battling the city and acquiring the motel to take care of the homeless. And then the reporter who gets wind of this story covers it. And it is her article that gets the whole city involved with helping out. So this is a true story and I cannot wait. I mean, it's, it's the perfect blend of truth, love, the grit, the darkness that you need, but done in such a way where anybody can go see it. Anybody can go see it. There isn't any, you know, bad language or nudity or anything like that. But it does show like the drug abuse that my character went through and, you know, the racism, there's racism in it and mm-hmm. all these things. It's a true story, but it's done in such a way where I would do it in front of Jesus. So, you know, that's always my standard. Yeah. And so, yeah, man, May 9th, um, one day only in theaters. But when you come out, you can change that. There are already theaters that have sold out. And so for that reason, they extended it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, coming off the pandemic, that's how they do it sometimes where it's like, we'll give you one day and see if people actually come. Awesome. So if you guys come out, you'll be able to change that. And uh, I know you're going to enjoy it. I've seen it and it is uh, incredible. And it's stretch. Talk about stretching me. I don't even look like me. I had to, I took months. I grew out all this hair on my face. I grew all my hair out and they dirty me up and I had to get in the mud. I had to just do my research. And when I say get in the mud, I'm not talking literal mud. I mean, I'm talking about the mud of life. Like mm. what is a drug addict like? You know, talking to his family, because he's not alive, by the way. A lot of people don't know that he died in 2019. Mm-hmm. And so I had to, you know, go and meet people and get to know him and and uh, get schooled on how he acts and what he's been through and, and all his troubles and struggles and all of that, his depression, anxiety, all of that, man. And it was just, wow. You'll see it when you go. And I know it's going to inspire you. And uh, so, yeah, hopefully we get to see everybody get a chance. to. Well, at this point, maybe it's already out, but it'll stream at some point. If it's still in theaters, go check it out. I love that. That's so, so sounds so powerful. It looks so good as I've been following along, right, with your stuff. Before I let you go, uh, I just was curious, like, what are some things that are on your heart? Like, who are some people you'd like to to act with? What are some dreams that you have for your future in film? Is there any anyone that you'd want to share with us? Yeah, for sure. Um, this vision of mine that I believe the Lord's given me is still kind of playing out in my mind. 
And it's not something new to me in my thought process and in my prayer process. You know, it's all over my prayer board and, and uh, discussions with my family. But I just feel like the Lord keeps adding pieces to it. The overarching goal is to help other actors and performers and industry professionals in, in this industry, such as myself, by providing an opportunity to where they don't have to look for it the way that I had to. You know, when you deal with all the rejection that I get, uh, getting passed over, left out, it's, it is actually a very lonely feeling. You know, it's hard to get people to even support the, the, as clean as everything you're trying to do, it's hard to get people to do it. But what I realized when we were studying, man, all I would tell people is always remember Gideon in the 300 plan. It's like the Lord lowered his numbers. Hmm. We sometimes try to get so much extra support and try to get all in God. And, God, and God's like, ah, mm, that kind of takes away from what I'm trying to do. Because if you could get the whole world to back you what's, and, and you do something great, is that as great as if only 300 people backed you and you did something greater than what anybody could imagine? That's going to make them say, how? Hmm. So that's kind of how, how I am right now because my goal is massive. What I want to do is I'm trying to get Purpose Studios, which is very small right now. All I can do is documentaries. I'm trying to get that to where it can be a, a catalyst for filmmakers and actors such as myself to be able to say, hey, we want to perform in your your shows, your movies. And these are things that I've written and I can just wake up and say, I've been praying about this movie. I think I got it. Let's do it. And we do it. And people are able to see these films and I don't have, they don't have to go to theaters. I will put them on at different places, different churches, different, you know, cause I'm not worried about the accolades or anything for that. I'm just worried about you seeing the content. So I'm at this thing now where I want to do my own thing. I want to create my own streaming platform you know, um, and collect gifts and talents and stuff from people no one would normally ask for because they don't know them. Like I know artists that you don't know, don't care about because their name isn't in lights, but they made like a 30 minute short that could change your life. Mm. See, I want that. That's cool. You know, and I'll use my name and my platform and people will come and watch it. And then the ministry happens or the inspiration happens. So like I'm on something completely different. You don't get stars on the Walk of Fame and, and Oscars and things like that for what I'm doing. And nothing against that. I'm just saying, I just know. I've been through it enough to know now that foxes have holes and birds have nests, but the son of man has no place to lay his head. So I just want to get in my lane and I want to be able to basically fund myself to where like, you know, I can put on these films and I don't need anyone because they're going to tell you who you can cast and they're going to tell you what, and I don't have to worry about that. I can use the least of these if I want to, you know what I mean? I want to be able to speak, right? And hold my own speaking events free of charge. Just show up to get this word. My books are laying in the seats. You're not buying them. Just take them. I want to see growth. But see, I have to sustain myself from somewhere. I just don't want money to get away in the way of my messaging, any right. kind of way. That's why my podcast ain't monetized, none of that. So like, I'm just looking for this really pure way to reach people because I see the rat race in the game. And I know from what I read in scripture that the Lord will use me if that's the way that I can do it. So because I believe he's fully going to do that, I'm just now trying to exercise patience and see how it plays out. But I'm, I'm going to have nothing in between me and giving people what Jesus wants. And it doesn't matter how great the cost he's going to provide, you know. And so that's a big, wide thing right there. But if y'all are listening to this and y'all heard that, just what, in whatever way the Lord leads you, Pray for God's purposeful favor in that. 
and for him to throw away anything he don't want to do, but to bless what is lining up with what he wants. But that's the the sloppy way of me presenting how it's playing out it. in my mind, man. But that's what's going it. to happen, man. I, and I and I can't wait. That's so good. Well, thanks for sharing that. I just I felt led to ask you that question as well. Thank you. Amazing work, TZ. Thanks for your heart to minister, to raise others up, to open doors, and to be pure-hearted and uncompromising, man. I think think the world of you, bro. You're awesome. And uh, thanks so much for being on today, and I look forward to staying connected. God bless, buddy. Likewise. Thank you, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the Think Eternity podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe now on the new Access More podcast platform or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note on social media to at Evangelist Matt. And I want to continue to encourage your faith. Learn more about today's podcast in the show notes, and you can continue to be encouraged at thinky.org. Thank you.